I actually have a pretty good imagination. Even my imagination cannot possibly comprehend the scope of the horrors I believe that are going to be contained in this memo that is coming out uh, maybe in the State of the Union tomorrow. Be great if he just read it top to bottom and ripped the lid off this cockroach camp known as the Obama administration leftover and legacy. The House Intelligence Committee, House Intelligence Committee today voted to release this classified memo. Now, the memo has been circulating in Congress and it supposedly reveals government surveillance abuses. The vote was announced by California Representative Adam Schiff. Well, he's the top Democrat on the committee. And he said, it is a, quote, very sad day, I think, in the history of this committee, end quote. (laughs) The motion, of course, passed pretty much as you'd expect it on a party line basis. Now, when Democrats get sad, that means that terrible stuff is about to erupt from the ground right under them. See, if they create fantasy Russian narratives for a year with no proof, well, that makes them really angry. All of the made-up stuff from the media makes them really angry. But when they're sad, it means they're caught. That's what it means. They're sad. It's like the raging bully or the crazy mom. You get her. You get the bully. And then they're sad. You see. And this is how bad it is. They're not angry. They're not shocked. They're horrified. They're sad. So Trump has about five days to figure out whether he has any objections before the memo can be publicly released. Now, last week, a top Justice Department official said to House Intelligence Chairman Devin Nunes not to release the memo, saying it would be, quote, extraordinarily reckless, end quote, and could harm national security and ongoing investigations. Why <laughs> you wouldn't want any ongoing investigations to be harmed by facts about executive branch malfeasance and the entire banana republic-style corruption of the FBI and the DOJ in pursuit of fundamentally altering a presidential election. Or, say, letting Hillary off the hook for a private email server containing massive amounts, massive amounts of highly classified information. Oh, and you wouldn't want to have anything harmed about that kind of investigation. See, the reason, of course, why Hillary Clinton says, oh, other people used other email systems too, AOL, and that doesn't matter. Because the whole point is that they can go and get those emails from those other systems. If you got the whole email farm, the whole email server in your toilet room, well, they can't really go in there and get it now, can they? Swipe aside all the prune juice containers and the Metamucil, and find the humming server of national betrayal. Ooh, I just love this. <sighs> because, of course, wouldn't it be great if you had mwah, the magic wand, the amazing magic wand of, oh no, facts are closing in on my criminality. <clears throat> oh, harm national security. It's going to be really reckless, and it might actually harm ongoing investigations. Screw you, people. You lost the whole ongoing investigations bullshit after Hillary Clinton. Four-page memo has been described by a variety of 
GOP lawmakers as, and I quote, shocking, troubling, and alarming. And one congressman has actually likened what's contained in this memo to KGB activity in Russia. Ha! Huh. Russia seems to be coming up quite a lot. Okay, just a quick, this is a tip. This is kind of what you need to know about the Democrats. They fucking love communists, okay? They love communists. There are more red flags for communism in the Democrat Party than there are waving in your average Mao Red Square Parade in 1960s China. Love them some communists. It's not just lobsters that are red. It's people on the left. So, for instance, do they love immigration? They certainly do. Why? Because it destroys the free market. Well, the remnants of the free market. And just go to a leftist or go to a Democrat, go to a liberal, and say, okay, you like immigration. What's the maximum number of people who should come into a country on any given year? They have no idea. How big should the government be before it's too big? No idea. How high should taxes be before they're too high? No idea. There's no upward limit to their grabbing of the horrifying historical destructive ring of power. They love them some communists. So, funny story, if you have a party that's basically representing criminal aliens rather than domestic citizens who love communists, is it really surprising that they're starting to act like KGB? Kind of isn't when you think about it. I love chocolate. Oh, look, I'm eating chocolate. Oh, who'd have thought? I can't imagine. See, remember, there's no KGB in America. There's no MI5 in America. There's no domestic spying agency targeting American citizens, pretty much. I mean, I, I know it probably kind of happens, but no dedicated agency just for that. Unless there is, you see. And, and that's what the memo is revealing. So those who have seen the document, they perfectly protected to read it out by law, as far as I understand it, perfectly protected to read it out in Congress. But those who've seen the document, they're dropping a couple of hints. And they suggest that it reveals what role this anti-Trump dossier, dossier, see, they got to use the word dossier because fan fiction for evil, just a little bit too on the nose. So this unverified anti-Trump dossier, ah, this memo is supposed to talk about the role that this played in the Obama administration's application for a surveillance warrant on at least one Trump associate in the lead up to the election. Because you see, that's what you want. When you Here's, here's how it kind of works. These are the dominoes you kind of need to grok, right? So you borrow a whole bunch of money. You spend a whole bunch of money. You train a whole bunch of mujahideen to take down an empire, the Russian empire in this case, in Afghanistan. Then those mujahideen, after they're able to do that, say, oh, I think I've got a good idea. I know how to take down an empire. We can't go fight America. So we're going to fly some planes in the building. We're going to provoke the living hell out of them with the intelligence apparatus, particularly the CIA of America, helping us out in that. And then we got to drag America into this unwinnable, endless, multi-trillion dollar disaster, both domestically and overseas wars in the Middle East. And that way, we can destroy America 
with the assistance of many of its uh, leftists and some of its rightists. Actually, no, let me, let me rephrase that. A lot of the rightists back in the day, back when the left wing and the right wing were two horrifying wings on the Nazgul vulture ripping apart the remnants of the republic and feeding it down its gullet. So, pre-Trump, pre-Trump. And so, that's kind of what you do. You try and destroy America as much as humanly possible that way. And then what happens is, turns out, you see, when you go arm everybody and invite everybody and destroy everybody and invade everybody and bring everybody in, bomb a whole bunch of people and invite as many as you humanly can into your country, turns out you're not really that safe anymore. So then what you need is this big, giant intelligence apparatus that can scan everything and review everything and give incredible power to the government to rifle through what everyone has all the time, online, everywhere. Oh no, it's fine, you see, because they market it private. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because governments really, really respect language. See, that's why the Constitution just followed so exactly and so perfectly. So then, you see, the government has the power to rifle through and scan through and examine everything that everybody does online. Oh, there's these barriers. They've got to be overseas. They've got to be foreigners. And we're not going to unmask people. <laughs> yeah, right. Because remember, governments always respect letters, languages, constitutions. Yes, those who make the law and who has, it has been revealed over the past decade or so can break the law with complete impunity. Complete. If you can be Eric Holder, you can perjure yourself and you'll never, ever be prosecuted. Above the law, what law? <laughs> law is written on the piece of paper we use to wipe our asses with and flush your freedoms down the spigot. <sighs> so then the government has this power, you see, to scan and review and understand everything that you're doing online. And then, don't you know, they can find ways to, j to jig the system so that they can spy on presidential campaigns and make sure that they win. And they believe that they can do that because they're damn certain that they will win. And of course, the winner doesn't review how they won. That's like the guy who gets the Olympic gold voluntarily saying, you know what? I've won the Olympic gold. I'm huge. I'm big. I'm famous. I've got multi-million dollar endorsements. I think I'm just going to start subjecting myself to random drug tests. Not going to happen. Now, FBI Director Chris Wray reviewed this House Intel memo regarding shocking abuses of power um, from the previous administration, I believe. And after, a few hours, in fact, after the FBI Director Chris Wray reviewed this House Intel memo, Assistant FBI Director McCabe resigns. He is gone, 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 baby. He's south for the winter. Now, according to Schiff, the GOP Majority Committee also voted against releasing a memo written by the Democrats that's supposed to counter the memo that was put out by the Republicans. Another Democratic member, Mike Quisling, sorry, pronunciation is just a little bit too on the nose there, Mike Quigley, sorry, of Illinois. <laughs> because, you know, when you want integrity, you always go to the guy from Illinois. Right, Barack. Mike Quigley of Illinois described the GOP memo as, quote, 
A book report by a high school kid at 1 a.m. on two Red Bulls who hasn't read the book. <laughs> well, it's not Cicero, is it? This is kind of what we're left with when curricula and demographics and perhaps the entire gene pool is progressively dumbed down to the point where it pretty much seems post-Trump that the presidential speeches are going to Composed, uh, begin to be composed a single syllable C spot run kind of stuff. I'm spot, I'm running theme for office. A book report by a high school kid at 1 a.m. on two Red Bulls who hasn't read the book. Hey, you know what that is, Mikey Mike? Not an argument! So this vote came the same day, of course, that FBI official Andrew McCabe left his post as deputy director. Now, <laughs> it could be. I don't know if you've ever been fired. I've been fired once or twice. In fact, you'll probably see it in the comments below. Stop yelling at me. I'm trying to sleep. If you've ever been fired, uh, if you've been fired and it's been pretty much going okay, you kind of work out your two weeks. You transitioned your knowledge and all that kind of stuff. I was once fired and it didn't go in a very positive direction. I was very young and I was fired. And about 18 to 20 seconds later, I was on the street, and they said, we'll mail you your stuff, man. <laughs> so when the guy's fired hours after, the other guy sees what's going on in this memo. I'm pretty sure he's named in it, and I'm pretty sure he's not named like, oh, that guy's really cool. I love his loafers. His style is really rad, man. He's fantastic. His breakdancing moves are to die for. Now, the White House obviously is pretty keen, seems to be pretty keen on favoring the release of this memo, but they're not saying exactly when this is going to happen. White House press secretary and current leftist hypocritical pinata Sarah, Sinders, Sarah Sanders said, we want full transparency. That's what we have said all along. Now, <sighs> did the FBI rely, at least in part, on this Dossier. Now, the dossier was paid for, right? So this dossier is the, the Pissgate stuff, the hooker stuff. Uh, it's all this Russian collusion stuff, right? So this dossier was paid for partially by the Democrats and the Clinton campaign during this 2016 presidential election. Now, did they rely on this unverified dossier that basically was made up fantasy uh, Ragnarok Palantir oppo research paid for by the Democrats and the Clinton campaign, at least in part? Did they rely on this dossier? to apply to get a secret federal court to get a surveillance warrant on then-Trump advisor, probably Carter Page. So did they get a whole bunch of made-up stuff that Christopher Steele paid Russians to deliver to him according to testimony that I don't believe anymore <laughs> that you should? Did they use all of this Russia collusion, paid for, made up stuff, completely unverified, wander off to court and say, well, you know, because of this, we got to start spying on people? And did the federal court use absolutely unverified and seemingly largely, if not completely made up, oppo research to get a surveillance warrant on a Trump advisor during the run up to the election? Hmm. Well, that's, uh, that seems quite. <laughs> quite important. That seems quite important uh, to figure it out, right? So, yeah, I think people want to know, is, was the dossier used in these court proceedings? Was it, was it vetted? Well, no. <laughs> well, 
You want to know exactly who paid for the dossier and what the process was to get these visa surveillance authorizations? Well, yeah, you, you want that memo to strut its glory, right? So this former British intelligence officer, Christopher Steele, named for his, I don't know, cliched appearance in Jean Le Carré novels. So this contained this oppo research on Trump. And Steele, hired, of course, by the U.S. firm Fusion GPS, which commissioned this research with funding from the Democratic National Committee and the campaign, of course, of Democratic presidential nominee, one H.R. Clinton. And this uh, firm was allegedly doing work to help the Russian government fight sanctions and so on. Now, the request for these surveillance warrants are made through the U.S. Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, also known as the FISA Court, which has a... um, I don't know, it has, I guess, the same ratio of saying no to these requests as Kardashian women have of saying no to basketball stars. And so uh, it's supposed to target suspected foreign spies inside the United States. Now, Carter Page has said to Fox News after there were these reports of the U.S. extended surveillance on him last spring... Uh, he said that Russia relations have been U.S.-Russia relations have been quote dominated by misunderstandings throughout much of the past seven years since the original McCarthy era. I harbor no ill will towards anyone for past xenophobic biases and only hope that justice is eventually served. Well, it may be being served right now. So, if what people talk about as well, what they hint about as being in the memo, if senior officials abuse FISA to get a surveillance warrant on Trump's foreign policy campaign advisor, Carter Page, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. And one of the ways in which you can figure out how bad it is, that this is pretty much the only document of importance that hasn't been linked to the media since Trump took office. So if this is the document that hasn't been leaked, well, it's not, uh, it's not particularly great. So this, I think, is an indication of the general lawlessness and... Uh, sub-Saharan Africa banana republic crap that was going on in the closing days of the um, Caligula empire of Barack Obama, where we have, of course, Hillary Clinton wildly breaking the law, having her own server most likely hacked by foreign governments, deleting 33,000 subpoenaed emails while acid washing and bleaching her hard drive, smashing mobile phones with a hammer and turning her phones over to the FBI with no SIM cards in them whatsoever. You know, like you do, where you have an FBI director who's writing an exoneration letter months before the conclusion of the investigation, uh, where he takes out references to Hillary's server being hacked. And you have, of course, Barack Obama emailing back and forth with Hillary through this non.gov, not secure, not backed up, not authorized to to have any kind of classified material on it. You have Barack Obama emailing back and forth to Hillary Clinton, which is one of the main reasons why Hillary could not have been charged. You charge Hillary and Barack Obama, who said to reporters he learned about Hillary's private email server at the same time as everyone else did through the news media. You got to call them up and you got to say, okay, well, when did you actually find this stuff out? And you're under oath, you juggier beanpole. So this is why Hillary couldn't go. And of course, you know, they're friends and everybody wanted Hillary to win the election. Because, of course, if your friend gets into power, then all of the nasty subterranean 
subdiffused Dantean level of hell crap that you've been pulling over the past, I don't know, eight years or so, well, they all just kind of go bye-bye, don't they? Out the window, gone, like yesterday's fart. So, of course, they all had to work to make sure Hillary got in. So Hillary's mushroom memo used to create a FISA warrant to wiretap on Trump's campaign and then also the president-elect, it would seem. You've got these rabbit-humping FBI agents going back and forth with massive and clear anti-Trump biases. And, of course, after a year, you have no evidence whatsoever of any Russia-Trump collusion. And, oh, forgot this one. The FBI also destroyed laptops that were part of the investigation into Hillary. You know, like you do. So this is third world crap. Oddly enough, you invite the third world, you, you quite often get the third world. You know how if you go to an Ethiopian restaurant, you end up eating Ethiopian. Anyway, kind of how it works. So this banana republic shit, using the justice system to spy on people and attempt to change the course of a presidential election? Yeah, this is ungodly bad. Ungodly bad. This makes Nixon look like a mere toe stub on the way to the altar to be canonized. You have weaponized, politically weaponized intelligence tools, KGB Stasi style. And of course, this is what happens when you give the government this power. Don't worry, we're going to have these authorizations to do all of this infinite wiretapping, but it's going to be stopped by paper and words. It's magic. It's a shield spell. Don't worry about a thing. And Hillary's Fusion GPS is the DNC's dossier was the foundation to do this. This was, in my view, an attempt at a coup. An attempt to use the terrifying and tyrannical powers granted to the government in response to the war on terror, because you can always win against language. This uh, is what the government did. Provokes all of these foreign conflicts, provokes all of this terrorism, and then says, well, we need all this power to fight terrorism, and then uses this power to fight the will of the people. Donald Trump represented the will of the people. You know, like Brexit represented the will of the people? Ah, May. Nevertheless, she persisted in not persisting. And so, yeah, steal money from the people, sell off the futures of their children, massive unfunded liabilities in order to wage war, invite everyone in from that war, end up with terrorism, get massive powers to the government, which you then use to thwart the will of the people. This is the way the state rolls, people. Except for this somewhat bank shot of Trump coming in. Well, that changed things. Well, I think just a smidge is the, is the technical phrase. So this coup, using the power of the media, using the power of academia, using the power of Hollywood, using the power of social media, using the power of this surveillance state in order to guarantee the results of an election. Well, in my view, was a coup. It was an attempted coup. And when you look at these texts going back and forth between these FBI agents, oh, well, you know, we, she's going to be the next president. Got to be, got to be careful. <laughs> got to 
take it easy. We need an insurance policy. It's got to be an insurance policy. It's ridiculous. I mean, these, these, what, an average of over 60 tax a day? Don't you have any work to do? Well, apparently this was the work. And here's where we have the media to thank. The media that, I guess, up here in Canada, is just about to start suckling the tit of the government by needing money from the government because they can't compete with little old people like me. The media bred such wild overconfidence in the Hillary Clinton campaign and the weaponized FBI and DOJ and the weaponized visa court system, in my view. The media bred such wild overconfidence that they got seriously, seriously sloppy. Just texting back and forth. Now they can't find a whole bunch of texts from McCabe. And, oh, it's all missing, you know, because there were these five months of texts just gone, baby. Just gone. You know, we set up this whole backup system, you know, like you do. And then, you know, we, we didn't check whether it was working for five straight months. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, it's not funny. But it's literally, it's like, it's like those ridiculous videos where you know, the kid has chocolate all over his face. Did you eat the chocolate? No. Did you guys have those emails and then delete them because they look bad? No. The backup didn't work. And they're not on the phones anymore. And it just happened to be the most important stuff that's missing that you asked for. Yeah, because the FBI would totally accept that explanation from you. Hey, where's your backup? Oh, it turns out it didn't work for the exact time period that all this stuff that you need is, is just gone. And I, I, I guess I just never got around to checking the backup that I paid millions of dollars for. <laughs> Aching, Gollum style, you are deep in the dungeon, baby, because they would never accept this crap from you. FBI is like, oh, we can't find these texts. They're just gone, baby. Don't you guys actually have, like, don't people often try and hide data from you? Don't you have a whole lot of forensic experts who are really, really good at getting data back? No, I didn't eat that chocolate. <laughs> and then Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch sue them. <gasps> Magic! We've managed to find some. I, I mean, I think this has been going on for a while. I think that Trump knew about this stuff, even back in 2016. And I think that this very careful net has been closing in slowly on these people. And, of course, this is the real... This is the last this is the last chance. Last chance for the Republic. Last chance for the Republic. Because if this shit stands, the Republic falls. It's really that simple. And if the if America falls, everything falls. Everything falls. Maybe even the lifeboat for everyone else falls. So we'll see what's in this memo. The question is, what's gonna happen if what I suspect and what a lot of people suspect is in this memo is actually in this memo. If it reaches all the way to the top, if there was massive corruption, weaponization, illegal actions, and so on. If people don't even lose their pensions, if people don't end up in jail, well, then it's all done. And remember, of course, I mean, people like get confused about the media. I like, want to lay this down for you because this is tough to understand. I mean, people have lots of hope and Lord knows we've all been burned before. Ah, oh, here comes the great superhero called Justice. Bump! Oh, flies like a blind owl into the glass window of universal indifference and compromised ethics in the media. But... We watch the superhero flying in with the cape and da, 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 he, he's come to save the day, right? He's coming in and we're going to see if he gets fly swatted down by indifference and corruption. And we're going to see if he could stand tall against the dragon fire blasts of blowback from the people he's trying to turn the light on when they are trying to get away with such horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. But here's the thing. It's not 
Donald Trump's failures that trouble the Democrats, it's his successes. It's the fact that jobs have created, hundreds of billions of dollars are being invested back into the American economy. Money is coming back in from overseas, just as he predicted. People are getting bonuses, $1,000, $2,000, buck bonuses. Taxes are going down. People are getting their paychecks, and they think there's been some error because they've got more money in their pocket, which means they want to pay taxes, which means they don't want the taxes to go back up, which means there's less money for the Democrats to steal, to spray at everyone else in order to buy their sleazy third world allegiance. So, things are going well, and that's a problem. There are lots of people who got used to this life of petty-putty leisure who don't want to go back to work, right? And as long as there's no, no jobs, man, no jobs, can't get a job. Well, now when there are jobs, that excuse begins to look a little shitty, right? So there are lots of people, they don't want things to change, they want to keep getting their free stuff, and they want to keep getting the gravy train pouring down um, the bloody femoral artery of state power dripping into their vampiric, hungry baby bird mouths. So... Here's the facts. Let me just break it down for you. They don't care about Russia collusion. They care about getting a president out of power who might interfere with their free stuff. At your expense, of course. I assume if you're a listener to this, you're probably on the taxpayer side of things. So that's the fact. That's the reality. It's all it comes down to. They don't care about the Russia collusion. They don't care about Trump being racist. Uh, He's not racist. They don't care about any of that stuff. All they care about is getting the guy out of the way who might conceptually, potentially interfere with their continued conveyor belt of blood-soaked free stuff taken out of the internal organs of the unborn children, right? I mean, that is what they care about. And so this memo, they're concerned that the memo is going to reinforce Donald Trump's virtue and it's going to harm the electoral prospects of the Democrats in 2018 and in particular in 2020. And so that's, I mean, just throw everything else aside. Forget about the ethics, the morals, the story, the, oh, you've got to accept the results of the election. Yeah, right. Nothing to do with that. Trump, they fear, they feel, this is what's really being sold. This is the subsonic, so to speak, uh, wolf whistle. We call it dog whistle, they call it. Ah, only the racists can hear it. It's like, no, only the government dependents can hear it. Only the government can, dependents can hear it. They feel that if the free market wins... They might not get their free stuff from the government anymore. The gravy train might tip over sideways and they might have to get off the couch, put down their kids and contribute something to society. Heck, even if it's volunteer work, that would be a step in the right direction. So they just, they want Trump out of office for that. And the more he succeeds, the more he stands between them and their free stuff. Because if there are more jobs, then people are going to have to go take them at some point or another or be revealed as out-and-out parasites. That's all it's about. It's all it's about. Now, from the right, people approach it from a moral standpoint, and I understand that and I appreciate that, and that's not unimportant. But from the left, I want my free stuff. Give me my free stuff. And if Trump's in the way, and that's really what's all that's been going on, get Trump out of the way so my free stuff, he's like the logjam of the free stuff coming down the pipeline. He's in the way. Get him out the way so the free stuff can keep coming. So the memo's going to come out, and people are going to talk about it in very abstract terms, and they talk about it in very moral terms, and I appreciate those, and I respect those, and I think those are very good things to talk about, but let's not lose sight of the key issue. People want free shit at your expense. Trump might cut off the flow of their free stuff. 
either explicitly or implicitly. And that's what they fear the most. They fear the success of the free market. They fear the success of Trump's agenda. Because if they really don't want to get a job and he takes away their excuse, they don't want to see what's in the mirror. And they certainly don't want other people to see. And of course, the Democrats need all this free stuff in order to invite people from the third world in to come vote for them for more free stuff. That's how the third world works, or doesn't work for that matter. So the Democrats are terrified that they won't have as much free stuff to hand out to people to come to America. That's it's all it's about. It's just about resource acquisition. We are mammals looking to have sex and have enough food for our children to survive. That's biological imperative 101. And that's what it all comes down to. Who gets the fruits of your labor and who gets to borrow against your unborn children's future? Who gets to enslave you? Now, Trump and the free market, political liberty, property rights, they don't want to enslave you, right? But the Democrats do. And this is why government power grows as wealth grows. As wealth grows, fewer people need charity. And there's more money to go around. And so it is simply about resource transfer, resource acquisition. Trillions of dollars are at stake. And those trillions of dollars sustain hundreds, what, tens, probably close to 100 million lives. And those lives are feeling threatened at the moment. And they're lashing out with every piece of smoke-filled, manipulative, cluster-fracking, avoidance, obfuscation, you name it. Just sand in the eyes. Dirt in the eyes. It's all it's about. Don't interfere with our free stuff. And they can't say it openly and they can't say it directly. But that's what it's all about. So watch how this plays out. If we can peel back this, if we can use the shockwave of this memo's release to peel back and say to people, you don't have to live like that. People, you don't have to live like that. You don't have to live dependent. You don't have to live controlled. You don't have to be bought out by the stolen fruits of others' labor. You can join the productive world. You can join the world of self-esteem, of self-respect. Because if you keep taking and you keep taking and you keep taking, you know, the over-hungry vampires kill off their livestock and it all burns down. <laughs>